1: Hey, guys. Happy New Year 2024. I'm excited about today's guest, Marsha, and she's an NLP trainer. She's also coaching. She's built out a fruitful and productive coaching program, and I'm happy to welcome her to the show for the new year. So, Marsha, welcome.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Christopher. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. you actually have a really interesting you're a business coach, your speaker, your author, um, podcaster as well kind of set the stage, lay the groundwork for the information that the listeners are going to listen to.
0: Mm-hmm. It's I do have a lot of different areas of what I do, but it really comes down to different ways of sharing the work that I do. So I like to say that because years ago, I had this vision of writing a book and starting a podcast and a coaching business. And every mentor I had at the time said, you can't do that. It's too much. You need to stay in one lane. And I was like, I don't think so, actually. So glad I didn't listen. Um, I think that what it comes down to is, you know, most people, if you can really get quiet enough, you know how to deliver your message and start to trust yourself and what that is. So. I actually had a very different start to my business in the sense that about 12 years ago, we were parents who were dealing with teen substance abuse. And I found myself in this space of, you know, shying away, being in shame, no voice, not sure how to share a story and really just trying to survive until I hit a point where a counselor said to me that. I know you feel like nobody is talking about difficult things. Maybe that's because you're supposed to. And that opened up the door of maybe I am supposed to. Uh Shortly after that, it started some speaking engagements, some small speaking engagements to a few collaborative chapters, to my own book, then to a podcast, to the work that I get to do today and building out like a coaching certification and helping authors to share a story all came from the worst experience of my life. So sometimes what we're experiencing feels like it makes absolutely no sense when actually the skills that you're learning during that time, they're actually very valuable.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love, Uh, you know, the business podcast, I love these kind of, you know, fine themes. And one of them's embracing vulnerability, especially, you know, your journey through teen substance abuse. And how did you navigate the vulnerability required to, you know, share such deeply personal experiences and advice for others.
0: I, that's such a fantastic question and anybody who might look at it and think, okay, that's easy for her, I don't think I can. I encourage you that you can. You find your own way to use vulnerability. And for me, I, you know, probably well over a decade ago, I heard Brené Brown's talk on vulnerability and then I was like, "Oh, That actually makes sense. Maybe that actually is something. Like it did make sense. I didn't know how to do it. And really the thing is, is that in order to be vulnerable, you have to allow yourself to be seen and heard. That means you have to shift from a point in your story where you're angry, frustrated, seeing yourself as a victim because no change comes from that space and be willing to see yourself as, you know, allow others to see you. So that was really the shift that I had to come through. And then being in a space of allowing people to see me, hear me, know what I was walking through, built some of the most incredible connections that I have in my life today. And so, once you get a win under your belt with vulnerability, I just I don't know how else to say it other than you get a win and you you meet a new connection. It's like oh, that's that feels that's great. So all of a sudden it becomes this, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy in a good way that vulnerability can lead to some of the best connections ever. And Mm -hmm. it does. I've proven it dozens of times over. I know it's scary, (laughs) but doing nothing is scary. Staying small is scary. Stopping is scary. Like we get to choose what's scary. We get to choose which hard we want. And I now make a conscious choice to embrace vulnerability because I know how incredible it has made my life.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, I was listening to this, uh, you know, recently by uh, just kind of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't know, you know, whatever you feel about him. But he's got, he's got some, you know, good motivational and then this guys talking about um, being useful. And he's talking about, you know, when he was running for governor, you know, people, you know, kind of, um, you know, all these adjectives, and he's just own up. He's like, "Yes, I did that, you know. Yes, you know, and then move on." And um, and as opposed to you know putting up fronts and shields and these layers, these barriers. So, um, yeah. There's a lot
0: of power in it. There really is. It's very powerful when you can do it and say, "Yeah, I've made mistakes." Like I, I can guarantee you as a parent, I made mistakes. 100, I did. Yeah. Um, but the, also the mistake is thinking that we're supposed to go through life perfect. That, that, that was never the plan that we signed up for either. So we're all going to make mistakes. I think there's a lot of power in saying, yes, I made that mistake. And this is what I'm doing now because of it. Where it becomes a problem is when we continue to make the same mistakes, like year after year after year, and then blame others for it. Is that That's actually a much bigger problem than actually owning mistakes
1: which kind of is a good segue is this radical responsibility concept. And you emphasize this concept, uh, elaborate what this means, how it plays a crucial role in healing and empowering others.
0: It, it is literally mm-hmm. everything. I cannot say it enough. It is literally everything. I was learning the tools of NLP and I'll explain that briefly. linguistic programming probably 10 years ago when I started to understand what radical responsibility was. And what that means is, is that I take ownership for every single aspect of my own life. And that means like not sitting in blame victim mindset, waiting for everyone else around me to change so that my life can change. It's like taking full responsibility for myself. And so the words that I started to use over a decade ago were like, that's not my choice. That's not my choice. If I sit in a space of I spend every ounce of energy I have all day long, owning everybody else's choice, which I can't do, Um, and trying to make them make changes and I don't take any ownership for myself no change will ever happen so all change comes from us personally us first and that's like us leading ourselves making those decisions taking full responsibility so when I'm in a point in my life where things are not going the way that I want I almost always, the first thing I do is I stop and say, what am I doing for myself right now? What am, How am I taking responsibility? And I guarantee you every single time it's like, oh, I'm not. I'm actually not. That's why I'm in this space. Now, the trick is, it's very important to take responsibility. But as humans, we tend to skip a step in between there. We shame ourselves. We judge ourselves. We criticize ourselves. And then we keep ourselves stuck. How fast can you catch yourself And recognize what you're doing or not doing that's helping you, and then just move on. Like, just move on. Stop shaming yourself in that moment because it only keeps you there. Like, already, I saw somebody post yesterday, and this is January 2nd post yesterday. I didn't get done what I was supposed to do today. And it's January 1st. And I'm like, okay, you don't need January 1st in order for your life to change. It's like one decision at a time, one day at a time. That's radical responsibility, is like owning that piece. That's also called, in the NLP world, living at cause. When you live at cause, that means you are the creator of your own life. And that's where your personal power is. When you don't live at cause, when you don't take radical
1: responsibility,
0: you're literally giving your personal power away to every circumstance
1: and everything that's happening outside of you. Mm. Yeah, I really love that. One thing, because you mentioned NLP, and I love this idea, because you're kind of using words and images and kind of reprogramming. And um, how then you talk about reinventing your kind of everybody takes their experience and make it a new, empowering story. How is that different from, you know, rationalization, or just kind of um, these, uh, or just kind of delusions? How does how is it different?
0: So rationalization, I'm I'm gonna answer it this way. In a sense that our our mind is made up of our conscious and our unconscious mind. So our conscious mind is responsible for five percent of what like we think, where our thoughts are, what we believe, etc. Our conscious mind is the goal setter. That's the person that created the vision board on January first. That's the one that you know puts the workout clothes. That's the one who like does the actionable things to set themselves up for success the unconscious mind is where 95% of your thoughts and your beliefs are, and they are running on repeat. And they've almost always come from experiences that we had from the age of eight and under. So it's your hard drive of your computer that's running on full stop. What does that mean? It means that if I set the goal of what I want to do this year, I create the prettiest vision board, I say all the affirmations, I do all of those things, which are great. But deep down, I don't believe that it's possible. I don't believe that I can change that story. Then I'm never going to have success with that. Or I might, but I won't hold it because I'll self-sabotage it because I don't feel worthy of holding on to it. And so changing a story, like literally changing a story, requires going to the root cause of where that story originated from, Uh seeing that story differently, learning something about yourself from that experience, and then empower like changing it to a new empowering thought. So it's not as simple as just saying the affirmations. It's like going to the root of why you don't believe that you can and changing the root of it. That's what changes the story.
1: Mm. Yeah, very powerful. And I love that. I love how we can basically kind of really consciously choose, you know, how we interpret our lives The other question is, you know, with um, sharing vulnerable stories, you get criticized and how do you manage the negative, the negative feedback, the naysayers, the haters, you know, all of that?
0: Well, they never stop. I just want people to know (laughs) they don't stop. They actually don't stop. And I I'm very open with my community that when I get those comments, I share them. I don't share the person's name, but I will share them because I want them to know that this is this will continue as your message continues to reach more people you might trigger the crap out of people, which is going to only bring those people to the forefront. There is nobody no, nobody who's doing what you are doing now or more than what you are doing now who is going to take the time to go onto your post and criticize what you're doing. It's always going to come from somebody who's not doing what you're doing. And so that's really important to understand because there is no author who is going to take the time and go and write a really crappy comment on a potential author's post because they don't have time for that. So the comments are coming from people who are triggered by what you're doing, who don't see that as possible for themselves, or they're concerned with how they are going to look in your story. That's another big piece of it. Sometimes it really has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with somebody else. So those are some of the questions I always give to clients. It's just to be aware of that. I think if you always lead with the intention of that you want to do something good with your story and help somebody else out, it will reach the people that it's meant to reach even if it triggers the crap out of some people along the way. And the last thing I will share on this that is really crystal clear, I would love for everybody to ask themselves this question. What was the most recent negative thing you thought or said to yourself? And Mm -hmm. then ask yourself, who else speaks to you that way in your life? And the answer is almost always no one. And so we are so worried about all of the people out there, the thems, what will they say, when actually the biggest critic we ever have is the one that's living right now inside of our own head. So forget yeah. worrying about what everyone else is thinking or saying. You're the person that you have to learn how
1: to lead. Yeah, I love that. And I love this idea, just basically, you know, the haters because they haven't done what you are trying to do and, you know, seeking mentors, finding those. And I mean, you look back a year later, they're really the haters. They haven't really done anything. just They haven't
0: moved moved at all. And, and that's okay. Like they haven't moved at all. And so you're not here to share. Like that's not who you're here to help anyways. And it's always funny, right? Because sometimes I help people with putting a vulnerable story out there, a vulnerable post and sharing. And they're like, Oh my God, look at this comment that I got. I'm like, you have like 57 beautiful comments and you have one negative one and you're giving all of your energy to one out of 57. Like, what is, can you just see for a second? What that does is it discounts all of the 56 messages of people saying, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. So it's really, we get to choose what we focus on, right? That negative never really goes away. Just like in our everyday life, I could sit and watch the news all day. I'd be very depressed and I would probably not be doing anything towards moving myself forward. So I get to choose what I am taking in. This is a big part of how our mind works, the faster you can consciously be aware of what you are taking in subconsciously every single day is actually how you start to create change you have to interrupt those patterns because that is what's blocking you from creating change
1: uh huh yeah yeah i love i really love that um and then kind of moving on this um with these transformative moments kind of as a ending to it you've mentioned there's a turning point when people realize their experiences are not just their own and can serve a greater purpose and kind of share a moment in your journey where this was strong and how it influenced you?
0: Mm, I love that question. (laughs) There's so many, but I can say that when my counselor at that time said, maybe you're the person who's supposed to talk about it, I remember thinking like, that is absolutely crazy. And what if I am? What if I could actually do something good with the worst experience of my life? What if I'm actually, and I started asking different questions. That's how you open up your subconscious mind. What if I am here to do something else with this? And I have connected with people from all over the world, like literally all over the world. I've been so, so incredibly grateful for that. I will always go back to the fact that there is one girl in South Africa who was looking for a podcast to, you know, help to change her mindset. She was a survivor of human trafficking. She was the very, she was very clear in saying, I'm not a victim, I'm a survivor. Mm -hmm. We connected through the process and we were able to get her story published. in one of the books that we did, we had a GoFundMe, they paid for the whole thing. Like her story's out there. She's built a foundation. She's working to speak at the UN. She did all the work. I'm not owning any of that. But I know that my story sparked a light for her of what she could do something good. And that's the beautiful thing. We are so worried about sharing who we are authentically because of who are the people in our life today, when actually that's not who your story is even for. It's actually not even for them. It's for people you haven't met yet. And when you start to connect with those people and see the fruits of being vulnerable and what can happen, it opens up so many doors.
1: Yeah. I love that. I really, what a fantastic way to end. How can people uh, find out more about you and the work that you do?
0: Uh, You can find me anywhere at Marsha Van W because my last name is very long. So (laughs) Marsha Van W is my website, my Instagram, my TikTok, everything is that. And I help people to really like shift their stories, become published authors, build a coaching business, become an NLP practitioner. All of it was based on the stories that I walked through and the change that I get to do. So you can find me anywhere there.
1: And for all the listeners out there, let's thank Marsha for coming on and really owning your story, creating your story, empowering others. And be sure to give her a like, follow, share, comment, subscribe to her socials in the show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me.